Welcome back to another episode of Caffeinated Conversations. I'm here with Caleb. Say hey, Caleb. What's up, everybody? Today, I feel like I say this about every week, that it's my favorite topic and that I'm really excited about it. But <laughs> you, you, sound, you sound like uh, Buddy the Elf. Uh, I love smiling. Smiling is my favorite. Um, so this week, we're going to talk about busyness. And I don't know about everybody that's listening, but I think that you and I can attest that we are in a super crazy, busy season of our lives. And so we found a lot of encouragement in our study and preparation for this. So we hope that you guys can too. Yeah, I mean, um, we're, I mean, I think saying busy is an understatement. Um, when you have two toddlers at home, um, both both of us work. I mean, you're a full-time teacher. I'm a full-time pastor. Um, and we're both working on our master's degrees. Yeah, um, which that's pretty exciting. Um, Elizabeth's getting a master's in special education, and I'm getting my master's of divinity. And um, I'm currently drowning in um, not one, but two languages. Um because you have to know grammar in order to write good papers uh, for English. And then now I'm learning Hebrew. And Elizabeth is learning about um, special education learning theories and all that fun stuff. Um, aren't you taking like a research class or something? I am. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to say that, you're, that we're busy, I, I feel like that's giving it a little bit of graciousness. <laughs> yeah, we um, we just finished up David's first season of soccer which okay I feel like we should kind of talk about how that went real quick because I'm sure the viewers would like to hear that no it was uh it was horrible is what it was (laughs) it was not horrible um not only was I the dad on the sidelines um telling David that we were losing and that he needed to do better but then David was he cried most of the time he did um and refused to play soccer. So all the while Elizabeth is coaching soccer, um, David is in the middle of the field just watching the ball go by and crying. And um, You know what? Anyway. We were doing fine until somebody else touched the soccer ball. Or we used a different color soccer ball than what That's true. Um, yeah. he wanted. So. Um, but yeah. I mean... <laughs> if you ever want some pure entertainment, go watch three-year-olds play soccer. I promise it will be a good time. Yeah. Uh, I discovered I'm not um, gifted to coach three-year-old soccer. I'm not gifted to – I'm really not gifted to coach three-year-olds to do anything. Yeah. So, anyway, that, that's that been our busy schedule, our busy life the past few weeks. And even still, I mean, not only are we, you know, both in full-time positions, but, you know, and also full-time parents – but not only that, but then you hit the summertime, and even when you're off work, it's like, you know, it, it just gets crazy, uh, crazy busy is what I like to call it, um, because well, you know, as a youth pastor, that's your busiest season of the year. Is yeah, summer. 
Yeah, so you've got, you know, like summer camp, um, two summer camps, um, three if you count, um, well, four if you count VBS and our music camp at church as well. And so um, that's about a month out of the summer that you and I have church-related um, responsibilities and all this stuff. And I remember coming out of the summertime, I actually sat down and I actually wrote a blog post about busyness and I was reading a book a uh, really good book by Kevin D Young called Crazy Busy and um and he talks a lot about the dangers of busyness and so I guess Elizabeth when we when we mean busyness right what what do we mean by that because I mean everybody's busy right but I guess I guess what I'm asking is what 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 level of busyness are we talking about here? Well, I think what what we're mainly going to focus on today is when our busyness gets to be so much that we begin to neglect things that should be priority. Yeah, and, and that was going to be my next question, which is can busyness become sinful? Oh, Absolutely. And that's and that's kind of where we want to go uh, today with our discussion is like, hey, it's okay to be busy, right? Because right. I mean, busy. we don't we're we're not trying to encourage you to be like a couch potato by, no. by any means. You know, we we want to be good, productive people, but we don't want to make ourselves so so busy that other things kind of get pushed out right and, and i think we're going to come back to that yeah. um discussion but what i want us first to realize is that we, they talk a lot about rest in scripture and so you can start in genesis chapter one you know you see the creation of the world that in six days god created the heavens and the earth and on the seventh day he rested and so um you see there that there was an example put for us for rest um and then you know you read later on through the old testament and you see that the jews established in their jewish law system a day of rest which we call the sabbath and many of us think oh that's the day that you don't do anything right and so um and that's what how the jews took it like hey you don't lift a finger you don't get out of bed kind of thing you know? i mean when jesus was going around performing miracles on the sabbath they were like whoa 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 yeah and i actually want to read um something in in matthew chapter 12 um and and this is where i think we get so hung up with rest and we we treat rest in a poor way as well i mean just like we do busyness treat rest in a poor way as well some people think oh rest means you know you don't do anything at all um you don't and we take it to an nth degree where it's like oh well, we don't even you know nurture our spiritual life at all we just don't do anything um but jesus talks about how he was he himself is lord over the sabbath and in uh, matthew 12 uh, the pharisees saw that the disciples um, were uh, his disciples, they were hungry and they began to pluck heads of grain and to eat. So in other words, they were doing a an action of work, right? They were um, plucking up uh, grain so that they could eat. Uh, but the Pharisees saw it and they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is not lawful to do on the Sabbath. 
Jesus said to them, Have you not read what David did when he was hungry, or those who were with him, how he entered the house of God and ate the bread of the presence, uh, which it was not lawful for him to eat, nor for those who were with him, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law how on the Sabbath the priests in the temple profane the Sabbath and are guiltless? I tell you, something greater than the temple is here. And if you had known what this means, I desire mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the guiltless. For the Son of Man is the Lord of the Sabbath. And so Jesus um, is trying to show the Pharisees here, like, hey, you know, it, just because the Sabbath here is a day of rest, right, that doesn't mean you don't lift a finger whatsoever, right? I can still rest and have a work fulfilled day. <laughs> um, and so I think there's a, a difference in saying, you know, that rest is not, we don't rest for the sake of saying, hey, I want to be lazy, right? We rest for the sake of saying, hey, I want to rest in the delight of the Lord. And, and that's what Jesus is trying to show them, like, hey, you know, while I am here, don't you realize who is here? I am the Christ, the one true Son of God. Um, and so, I guess, does that make sense? You know, when we when we talk about rest... Um... So, give an example of what a day of rest would look like for you. A day of rest would look like for me? Um, well, I have an ideal day of rest. <laughs> um, but, but many times it doesn't go that way. Um, but I think I can still rest on those days. So, I mean, I'll give you an obvious example. Sundays, most people take as it being the Sabbath. Well, I'm a full-time pastor, and so, you know, Sundays are considered work days for me. So I'm still working as a pastor, fulfilling ministry vocationally, um, but can I still rest? And the answer is yes, absolutely, because I'm resting not um, by lounging around the house or whatever, like what we would think, but I'm resting in the Lord, in worship, um, in, in learning more about him through the Sunday service, um, in fulfilling the calling that God's called on my life to do. Um, so that's, you know, I guess an obvious example, but I think there's another example that I think we could all relate to like yesterday. I mean, you remember yesterday, what, what we did the majority of the day, um, yesterday was Saturday. It was a day off for me and you. And I had a church member come over, and we actually built a fence, or half a fence. Um, so we did manual labor, um, yet I felt rested, if that makes sense. Um, it's like a mental, kind of an opportunity to mentally rest. Yeah, yeah, like, you know, just the monotony of, of using a post hole digger, <laughs> right, to go down, you know, digging out 18-inch um, holes. Um, every 10 feet, like there was something about that that caused me to, to let my mind rest. Um, and I think that, you know, when we view rest, a lot of times we think of rest as, oh, I need to go get in the bed and take a three hour long nap, then I'll be rested. Um, but God designed us to be rested while also um, communing with him. And, and I think there's many ways that you can do that. Does that make sense? Yeah, and I think another example is kind of how we treat our Sundays um, in that we try to make that a day set aside 
yes, for church, but outside of the scheduled church times, we just try to kind of relax as a family. Um, you know, our kids take naps. Sometimes we'll take a nap or just, you know, honestly kind of be lazy and just sit around the house and give us that opportunity to reset before our work week begins. Yeah. All right. So that's, in a nutshell, kind of what a, a biblical perspective on rest looks like. So rest is not resting necessarily in your environment, although that could be, but resting in the Lord. And so I guess my question now for you, Elizabeth, and I'll let you talk a little bit more about busyness and where that can get um, a bit dicey um, in our life. Yeah, and I, like we talked about earlier at the beginning of the podcast, there's definitely kind of this fine line that we have to walk. Um, you know, it's not bad to be busy, um, but busyness can become a sin. And I read an article a couple days ago, um, and it talked about busyness and kind of some dangers of busyness. And one of the things that really stuck out to me was that one of the biggest dangers of busyness um, is that it can put a strain on our relationships. Um, and, of course, the biggest strain would be our relationship with Christ. You know, when we get so busy that we're not reading our Bible or spending time in prayer or gathering with other believers— um, kind of, you know, all these things that we talked about last week. Mm -hmm. When we get so busy that we're neglecting that, um, that's a huge red flag. And that's where we need to be thinking, okay, Lord, I need to reset some of my priorities here because I'm getting so, so busy that I'm neglecting spending time with you. Yeah. Um, and then not only can it hurt our relationship with Christ, but it can hurt our relationship with other people. You know, if if you're... A listener and you're married you know you can become so busy with work or sports or you name it um, and that can put a strain on your relationship with your spouse and if you're if you're a teenager or you're single or, or what have you um, even still busyness can put a strain on other relationships in your life mm. and um, you know, I think we had an example of this this past week where I just kind of hit a brick wall. Um, and I was like, we're just so busy. And I told you, like, I just don't feel like we've had a chance to sit down and talk. Um, yeah. Because it's like we both get home from work. Um, you know, several nights of the week we've got something else going on. And even if we don't have something going on, it's like we get home, we cook dinner, we get the kids ready for bed. We put the kids to bed, and then by that point, we're both exhausted, and it's like, go to sleep, and the day starts over. Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of hit a brick wall this week, um, and you were really good about, like, you know what? No, we we need to create an opportunity for us to just spend some time together, um, and it was really, yeah, it was really I, sweet of you. you I mean... Li you lined up the kids to go spend the night with your parents, and... We didn't even do anything that fancy. We just, we went to Dirt Cheap yeah. <laughs> and ate Dairy Queen. Um, 
but it was a really good opportunity for us to just kind yeah, of. Yeah, and, and I mean, I, I if I can just get a, a plug, I know this is the, I know we try to gear our topics more towards the younger generation, but, you know, not limiting it, though, to anyone who is married. If, you, if you're a married couple who feels like, man, you know, just the monotony of every single day, let this be, I guess, a side encouragement to um, husbands, date your wife. I mean, that's, you know, the the one thing that I remember you saying was, man, we need a date. And and that was a moment where like, okay, well, my wife is telling me, you know, we need a date, then we, we're too busy, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, um, you know, men of, of families, you know, don't, don't neglect your wife just out of the sake of being busy. Um, and, you know, but, but I've also seen as well, you know, like students in this, in our student ministry realm. I mean, my goodness, the, and it shouldn't be this way, but the busiest people I have ever met are 14 year old to 15 year old teenagers. I mean, you know, and, but the thing that I find interesting is they have an option not to be that busy. Um, you know, the number one reason why students and why I'm told that students don't read their Bible, you know, if you go and ask students, Hey, how's your relationship with the Lord? Um, I'm I'm too busy. Majority is I'm too busy. That's right. I'm too busy. I forgot, you know, um, and, and we just finished this past week and, you know, a couple episodes ago, we talked about the media and how much time we spent on that. Well, we actually talked with our students about that. And um, I think, you know, we saw some very wide eyes during Wednesday night <laughs> because students were like, oh, man, I'm actually spending that much time just on that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was a challenge for us to say, hey, you have time for Jesus. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, but but I just, man... There are so many days where I just feel for you know, some of these students who are, um, they're going to school five days a week, you know, 8 a.m. to 3 p.m. And then they, you know, stay an extra hour and a half to two hours at some kind of sports practice, some kind of extracurricular activity, come home, do homework. And, you know, um, and, and to see, you know, and and I don't want this to be a jab at parents, but but to see parents, you know, saying, hey, they, they need to be in this, they need to do this, they need to be busy. Well, let me, you know, just encourage, if those things are neglecting your relationship with Jesus, are they really a good thing? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's, um, like I had a conversation with a student a few weeks ago that was like, hey, you know, um, he been spending time and it wasn't even extracurricular but it was just another relationship he had you know you talk about neglecting relationships sometimes you can get so busy in another relationship that you neglect your true relationship with Christ yeah and I think we see that a lot in youth ministry you know when one of our guys or girls gets that first boyfriend or girlfriend and you know and and we can relate to this because we kind of probably did the same thing when we first started dating and we just had all the googly eyes for each other um but there were probably times that we were just so consumed by each other that we did neglect things Mm -hmm. that we shouldn't have yeah and um yeah i i think you know as far as 
you know, just the, the busyness of being a teenager. And then not only that, but also, you know, transitioning the way they are into adulthood and into, you know, learning what it means to be something in society. You know, mm-hmm. um, I think we've put a very high standard, <laughs> very high expectation, if you will, um, on keeping up with uh, the progression of life. And, yeah. and so... Well, in society almost almost teaches us now that if you're not busy all the time, that you're not going to be successful. Yeah. Well, and I think that that goes back to what we talked about a few minutes ago. You know, busyness, work and busyness are two different things. Yeah. You know, it, it is good to work. Yeah. It is good. I mean, what did God tell Adam to do? To tend the garden. That's right. what he told, he gave him a job. Right, tend a garden, name the animals. Um, and, you know, so all that being said, work is not wrong by any means. Yeah. There's a difference in work and busyness. Right. Um, but when it consumes your life, and I think that's where we get, I think that's where we're trying to go here with this mm-hmm. busyness and in, in neglecting your relationship with Christ. I mean, that's number one. You know, right. if if your work, if your extracurricular, if any of those things neglect your relationship with Christ, you know, I, honestly, there there are some things in life we can't avoid. You know, like full time jobs. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you know, we, we so gotta go to work. We gotta go to work. You know, um, we don't set the hours majority of the time. But in those times, if your mind is so consumed in your work, you know. Um, then I think it's a point where you have to ask yourself, hey, has my work become a, if you will, a neglectful busyness in my life? Um, and, I, and I think that's that's the question that we all should evaluate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so one of the biggest dangers of busyness is that it can um, affect our relationships Um course the biggest would be us neglecting our relationship with christ um and then also us neglecting our relationship with other people um and another danger of busyness is that it's it's a foothold for satan Mm -hmm. um you know when we get so so busy especially when we're neglecting um our Bible reading, our prayer, our meeting with one another. When we get so busy that we're neglecting those things, gosh, it's it's a great foothold for Satan. Yeah. Well, and here's another thing to consider is when we're so busy um, and, you know, we're kind of giving Satan that foothold, um, those sins that we tend to struggle with when we get busy we start to kind of put down that shield that you know we've had to protect ourselves from those sins and it's very easy for satan to get in there and um you know use those temptations oh yeah yeah i mean you neglect the lord um then temptation creeps in so much easier Mm -hmm. um yeah. So I guess 
Okay, so we've talked about what or how scripture has modeled um, the importance of rest and kind of what that looks like, you know, where rest isn't necessarily a just like laying around the house doing nothing, although it can be. Um, rest is just this idea of coming to the Lord, spending time with Him, um, just having having this this restfulness about your mind. So we've talked about that. We've kind of talked about some of the dangers of busyness. Um, so what I want to talk about now is like, okay, so we know we're busy. We know that scripture talks about rest. How do I get my priorities in line? Um, and one thing that I learned about, goodness, it was probably two or three years ago now, um, and I didn't know there was a name for it until I looked it up, but it's called the Eisenhower Decision Index. Okay? You following me? Mm -hmm. That's what it's called. Okay, and you can Google this, and we'll probably post it on our social media. Um, but it's kind of this, like, four-square box. Um, and so you break up each box. And the first box is um, important and urgent. So those are the things that are important to you and that are urgent, like they have some kind of deadline. Mm -hmm. um, like, for example, your quiz that you had to take this afternoon. Right. Okay, that was something that was important to you because it's for grade, and it's urgent because it was due today. Right. Okay, so that's like first priority. Mm -hmm. um, then you have your things that are important but not urgent. So, you know, maybe like... Um, I'm thinking of, of a school example. I'll try to think of some of those. Okay, you, we've got a bill due, okay? But it's not due till the end of the month. Is that something that we need to, like, stress over right this second while we're filming our podcast? No. Depends on what kind of bill it is. Well, but what I'm saying is it's not due to the end of the month, okay? So those will be the things that we plan for, okay? Yes, right. they're important. We don't want, you know, the billing company to come after us. Um, but it's not urgent. It doesn't have to be taken care of right this second. Okay, then we have the things that aren't important to us, so to speak, but they are urgent. Mm -hmm. um, and those would be the types of things, especially in the workplace, um, that we can delegate to other people. Right? And then we have the things that aren't important or urgent. And the, those would be the things that we need to look at um, eliminating. Like, like, can you give an example? Um, let's see. Not important or I know, urgent. I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah. Um. Like beating your high score in Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah. That. That's yeah. I don't know. That's important and urgent to me. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, there, there's just some things that, like, you know what? This is not a a top priority right now, and that's okay. Like, okay, now I would say that, okay, so we bought this new mirror for a bathroom the other day, okay? In your mind, you would probably say hanging that mirror. It's not important or urgent. Yeah, you would say that it's not important or urgent, so you wouldn't <laughs> only, even worry about it. Only because now, 
I would say that it's important, but not urgent. Like, it's important to me that that mirror gets hung up. But it's important to me, though. It's important to me. But We're getting into some murky water here. <laughs> but if it doesn't get hung by the end of the day today, I'm not going to be upset. Okay. So it's something that I'm So you're saying I don't have to do it today. Not today. <laughs> and anyway, so and this wouldn't necessarily be a list that you would create with your spouse because you can see that we hold these things. There are, there is some tension. We, no, we there's ha- not no. tension. <laughs> but just I, I don't know, it's kind of a it's kind of a good way of like look, the things that have to get done by a certain time put those at the top of your list. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the things that have to get done, but not right this second, you know, that would come next. Then the things that, you know, are important, but don't have any kind of definite timeline of when they would need to come. Right. Would be next. And then, you know, if there's anything left over that's not important, or if it doesn't have a timeline, then just, you know, that's last priority. Yeah. Well, and I and I think that's that's a really good and helpful tool, um, and it's got some elements that I need to think about um, on a more consistent basis. Um, you know, just identifying, and, and it really teaches us to be good stewards of our time. Mm-hmm. You know, um, what's important, what's urgent. Like it gives you a real, really, just a real list of like, hey, what what do I need to do today? Yeah. Right. Um, and if you do have that busy day that's overwhelming instead of it causing anxiety for you start to break it down that way right well and and here's like okay for those of you that work if if you're sitting at the office at five o'clock okay right you're supposed to be going home at five o'clock and you've got something on your list but it doesn't have to be done that day before you go home then leave it for leave it for tomorrow go home and spend that time with your family Mm -hmm. um now if it's going to keep you up all night and you're not going to be able to enjoy your time with your family, then yeah, maybe get it done. Um, but just realize that like, it's okay if some things, and I have to tell myself this all the time, and, and you have to remind me, like, we still have tomorrow. Like, we're not promised tomorrow. But you know what? Like, right. this doesn't have to get done today. Like if if Jesus returned today, and that thing didn't get done. Is it going to be okay? It, it will be okay. Yeah. You know, like, it, it will be okay. Now, we're, we're not, you know, this isn't a formula for procrastination. No. Um, which is, I think, how we want to use it. You know, sometimes, sometimes. we want to use it that way by saying, oh, I'm going to procrastinate this. But, you know, in, in the grand scheme of things, what what is it, you know, that we, that we strive for? Well, we strive for a personal relationship with the Lord for all eternity. That's what we strive for. Right. And if, you know, X, Y, and Z didn't get done today and Jesus returned this evening, um, would you be thinking about that, you know, whatever that may be, that worldly task or whatever, Um, you know, and and, and so I think that's a good perspective to have. And I think that, you know, breakdown of is it important, is it urgent, those are good questions to have. Um, And it just teaches us to be good stewards of our time. And so, um, and I think you have a scripture verse that would answer this question. So, um, when I'm busy, right, 
Um, when I'm busy, when I don't know where else to turn, what do I do? Um, Psalm 4610, um, which says, Be still and know that I am God. Mm. Be still and know that I am God. And that has been a verse that I have been coming to a lot recently. Um, just because I, and I shared this a little bit last week, I, I went through this like really difficult season of my life where, you know, it just seemed like there was like chaos all around me. And I needed that reminder to like, you know, no matter what is going on around me, I can be still and mm-hmm. know God. When it's just like, you know, the story of Job, um, when God comes to Job in a whirlwind, right? And so you see the chaos and everything that's going around, um, you know, Job's life with his situation, with, you know, losing all of his stuff, all of his family. Um, and how did God come to him? In a still, small voice. Be still and know that I am God. I think that's, that's a wonderful reminder for us. So if you're one of those people that's saying, hey, I'm busy all the time. Um, and I just don't see, you know, how I can have time with the Lord this week. Well, are, are you, you know, are number one, are you prioritizing? Mm -hmm. You know, that's, that's huge. What are your priorities? If your priorities are everything else but God, then you got the wrong priorities. Um, and you know, this is a conversation we have to have with youth on the regular, but I mean, there are some times where I, I wish I could have that conversation with adults, you know? Um, what are your priorities? And if those are your priorities this week, and it's not the Lord, um, then you've got your priorities backwards. Um, and so, um, a wonderful reminder for us to be still and know that I am God. Yeah, that's that's a great reminder. Um, so I think our encouragement to our listeners this week um, is to number one, look at your priorities. Um, see where those priorities are at. And like you said, if your first priority isn't your relationship with Christ, um, you know, why don't you step back and look at that? Um, and, you know, then, then look at scripture, see how we have these examples of rest, um, and try to find time in your week, in your busyness, because here's the thing, is the world's not going to stop moving. You know, we still have to go to work every day. We still have to go to school every day. Um, that's not going to stop. Um, so in all of that work um, and all of those things that we have going on in our lives, find time to rest in the Lord. Um, mm-hmm. Find time to, to have some time with your spouse to have some time just to rest. Um, and that kind of goes back to priorities. Like make, make that a priority in your week to have that time of rest, uh, whatever that they may look like for you. Um, and yeah, just don't let, and, and I think there's kind of a fine line. Like don't, like work hard, do what you need to do, um, but don't let that come in the way of your relationship with Christ and um, your relationship with other people. Good deal. All right, guys. Well, hey, we uh, are super excited uh, to, uh, again, do this episode um, on busyness, um, something that we all deal with. And so um, 
But hey, we're going to uh, come to a close now and uh, tell you that uh, we will see you again next week. Um, and we'll have a brand new topic to discuss next week. Enjoy some caffeine, guys. Alrighty, see ya. I need caffeine. <laughs>